Alright, ladies and gentlemen, welcome again to another exciting edition of the Bakery Podcast, episode 55. Now, today, again, we're going live here from twitch.tv forward slash bakedaddy95, so if you are wanting to get in on that action, head on over to Twitch, make yourself a free account, and then come watch me as I stream live stream the podcast because today is one of those podcasts that just needed to be live. I can't talk about it without showing them. And I'm talking about some of my records in my record collection. And the stack that I have chosen today has some backstory to it. Well, I've got some stories to go along with it. So I, I hope you guys are ready for the ride. Um, let's see what else I got. Let's get some house cleaning out of the way. We, um, well, hold on. Let me take a drink here. And if you're wondering what I'm drinking today, it is mango, Pepsi mango. And I got to tell you, it's really fucking good. Um, but I thank each and every one of you, like I do every show for listening to the podcast and, uh, taking time out of your busy schedule to really, um, what, what's the word? To take time out of your busy schedule to listen to the podcast and support me in any way, shape, or form. Um, with that being said, if you guys have Facebook, go uh, check out the Facebook page for the podcast. Um, that would be the Bakery Podcast on Facebook. There should only be one bakery podcast with Aaron Baker on Facebook. Uh, but if you can't find it, I'll put the link to the Facebook page in the show notes for this episode. Um, I also like to thank each and every one of you that listened and were here live uh, last week. I know it was a little jumbled. I got a little bit of a, fee- a little bit of feedback from one of my one of my better friends, well, my one of my best friends. Uh, and said that it just sounded a little jumbled and didn't really have a flow. And that's correct. It didn't really have a flow. I was just kind of going with it to see how this live podcast aspect would really go. With that being said, um, WrestleMania season is here. I can't wait. Last night we got word that it is going to be a triple threat match. For the Universal title, it's going to be Edge versus Daniel Bryan versus the Universal Champion, not Universal Champion, the WWE Champion, Roman Reigns. I'm an idiot. Uh, so WrestleMania is starting to shape up to be quite the spectacle. Again, like I said last week, it is going to have a crowd, thank God. And it's going to be two nights at Raymond James Stadium. So it's probably going to be Saturday and Sunday, which is perfect for me. I get to see night one, but won't get to see night two, thanks to my job. But without further ado, let's... I mean, I don't really have anything else to say other than let's get this show on the road. With the first record in my stack and they're going to go a little bit of alphabetical order until the end this oh hold on let me, let me angle it in the camera is ace fraley fraley's comet his uh, first his first album outside of kiss and it's got songs that feature uh, the single rock soldiers uh into the night but my personal favorite is calling on you because Todd Howard's uh, vocals in this on this album are fucking stellar. Um, as I'm talking to you guys, I am making sure that I'm about to get this um, get the date right. This re- this album released in 1987, and you're gonna start to notice a pattern. Most of my albums are um, from the 70s and 80s. Um, a little bit of backstory on this one, okay? I had been searching for this record for at least maybe two years before I found it. Um, 
and I'm not going to reveal where I found it because a good record collector does not reveal where his spots are at unless it's to a good friend. Um, but one day, um, me and me and my fiance were separate. Well, yeah, my fiance were separated, and I needed to I needed to get out and go kind of kind of do my own thing for a second. And basically, what it what had happened was, is I was talking with my best friend Josh, and I was like, "Hey, are you going record shopping? I've got money to spend. Um, I'm f I'm really needing to get some records and stuff." So I I go to this this guy's house for at least almost a week. And I was living with my uncle, and I'm not going to get into why I was at my best friend's house, but let's just say my uncle was a little bit of a religious nut. So he had he had a set of rules, and those rules kind of drove me a little nuts. So I had to get out of that that environment. I was also not working, so I was in the process of finding a job. That's going to drive me nuts. Um, I was in the process of finding a job as well. Luckily, after, like, a couple days after um, I went record shopping, I did end up getting a job, and I've been working ever since, to be honest with you, until um, October of 2018 when I went into the hospital due to some mental illness troubles. But yeah, um, let, let's see if I, I can't remember if I got anything. Oh, I do. Um, I got the lyric sheet. You guys aren't going to be able to read that. Um, but I do have the lyric sheet. And I might as well show you the creme de la creme. The big, the baby. The record. As you can tell, just typical, you know, typical black vinyl. Um... I, I have a few colored vinyl. I should probably go get the one that um, that is colored. That is also by Ace Frehley. Because that one also has a backstory to it. Because actually, let me go. Let me go grab that real quick. Um, yeah, let me go grab that. Let me pause the audio here. All right. So I'm back. Um, I had to go get the record. Um, this is Ace Frehley's Spaceman. This was released um, in 2018. And the backstory to this one is at my local mall here in the town of Piqua, we had, um, we had a mall, obviously. And in the mall was an FYE. Now, if you're wondering what an FYE is, it's called For Your Entertainment. It had all your entertainment needs, movies, uh, CDs, and they started selling vinyl once vinyl started to make its resurgence. Well, I had heard that they were going out of business, and there was one, there was two vinyls that I wanted to get that day. I wanted to get this, I wanted to get the CD, and I also wanted to get Fozzie's Judas also on vinyl as well. Didn't get the, didn't get a chance to get Judas on vinyl. I'm still searching for that one. I might have to order that one online, but. Um, the reason why this one is special is this was the last thing that I had bought at that FYE. It came with a digital download card, and it also came with uh, showing you what else is on his label at the time at this time, which is E1. You can see here there is anomaly. Um, Space Invaders, which is my personal favorite of his recent releases, Origins Volume 1, and then the single to Bronx Boy, which is also on this record. Now, the reason why this one's so special is because it's silver. Now, I pers personally, for me, I don't like um, colored... I don't Personally, I don't like colored vinyl. That's going to bug me. There we go. Personally, I don't like colored vinyl, but it was actually kind of cool to open this up, and I think I paid $20 for this, and it was a colored vinyl, so. There's the backstory to that one. Um, if you don't know who Ace Frehley is, I'm about to tell you. Ace Frehley is also known as the Spaceman uh, of KISS. Um, he left the band after, um, I think during the recording of Creatures of the Night, don't quote me on that. Hold on, this is going to be a struggle. 
uh, he left the band Kiss in the 80s. Um, ended up coming back in 1987, as I said, uh, with Fraley's Comet, which is this record. Um, I'll describe the record cover for you guys that are listening to the podcast and aren't currently here on Twitch. But uh, the record the record cover is basically a picture of I think I think this might be Haley's comet. I'm not entirely sure, but it's a picture of a it's a picture of space in the background, and you got the comet right here. And then on the back, you've got your uh, track listings and the picture of the band. And Ace Frehley is that guy. All right, moving on to another one of my favorite bands, and that is Aerosmith. Vinyl almost popping out there. Aerosmith. I absolutely adore this band. I love their 70s stuff. I'm currently looking for all their 1980s stuff, but this one, this one is one of my personal favorites um, because it is from start to finish an unskippable record and if you can hear me type and I am making sure that I have the correct date of when this was released yeah okay this was released in 1984 it's Aerosmith's second studio album the first album um, their debut album which was called Aerosmith was released in 1983 I also have that one on vinyl I have Toys in the Attic um, I have Rocks, which was released in 1986. I have Night in the Ruts, which was released in 1979. And I think the other 70s record that I'm missing is Draw the Line. But this one, like I said, from start to finish, um, an unskippable record. I could put this on after listening to it the day, like, at night at work and I will still enjoy this record it's one of my personal favorites um, it features songs like same old song and dance Lord of the thought I'll just read you guys the track listing um, side one has same old song and dance Lord of the thighs spaced woman of the world and then side two has SOS too bad train kept a rolling seasons of weather which is a fucking phenomenal deep track on this record and then Pandora's box now I think I think if I can remember correctly, the story with this one goes. Um, again, Amber and I had separated. I think. Um, yeah, and then um, I was working at Walmart at the time, and I had a couple of days. I think I had a few days off, and I drove to Springfield. I can't remember if I was dating anybody at the time. I think I was. I drove to Springfield, went to this place called Game Cycle, and I found this one. I found um I found this record. I found Kiss Crazy Nights, which is in this stack. And um a few others. I can't remember off the top of my head. It's been a while. But I found, I found, oh, I also found um, Kiss Alive and Van Halen 1, which um, Van Halen 1 is in this stack as well. Um, as you guys could tell, this one's kind of in bad shape. Um, everything's kind of falling apart, but this is original, so I can't really fucking complain about the condition. I only paid six bucks for it. As you guys can tell, there's the, uh, vinyl paper you can see the vinyl coming out and then here is the record again black okay Ooh, I just saw I just saw the next record hold on guys I gotta respond to um, my fiance here all right the next record on this list was on my top list of albums that I need to find and it is in my opinion one of the greatest debut albums of 
all time. Of all time. I'm talking about Boston. The debut album by the band called Boston. Um, I think it's got the, it was released in 1976. Let me put this here. And features songs that you hear on the radio like Peace of Mind, uh, More Than a Feeling, Rock and Roll Band, I think I've heard Smokin' on here. Um, I was recently able to get this album thanks to a store in my hometown that started selling um, vinyl records and they had a record auction. Well, I bought this. I think I bought it for 10 bucks. And they forgot to ship it to me, so I got a free record, which was the uh, Foreigner debut, which not really personally a fan of th that band, but I really wanted this one. I mean, what can I say that hasn't already been said about this record? Um, Trying to gather words, I'm sorry. From start to finish, just like the Aerosmith Get Your Wings record, it's good from start to finish. I'm, I mean, Peace of Mind is so, fu is so fucking good. Um, well, of course, More Than a Feeling, everybody knows that song. Everybody knows More Than a Feeling. Um, so let's see what I got here. I don't have really a whole lot. Don't have an insert. Just really got the really got the vinyl here. Um, of course, I'll describe what um, what you guys are seeing on the. I sh actually let me do that with the Aerosmith thing. I forgot. Cause, okay, so we're going back to Aerosmith. What you guys can see here is you know the band logo at the time, Aerosmith album album name. Here's the entire band. That's uh, Joe Perry. There's Steven Ty a young Steven Tyler, the rest of the band. And then on the back, you got just the big Aerosmith logo. And then you got your track listing and all the, all the credentials of who did what on the record. Okay, so Boston. Boston features some a space background, some UFOs, which these UFOs would be a staple of the... Um, I think the next two Boston records and then third stage was more of a spaceship, which I did have that on cassette uh, that has since gotten ruined. And then on the back, you can see um, every every member of the band. Let me see here. This guy right here, I know for sure. Uh, that's Brad Delp. He has passed away. They've replaced him, and they have not played. They have not released any new music so far, which is kind of a bummer because the guy. Uh, does kind of sound and um, does kind of sound like Brad but if you're interested go check it out if not just listen to me ramble alright next next mm. this is my favorite album by this band um, this band you can hear on the radio Constantly with songs like Photograph. Um, what else is uh, Bringing on the Heartache, Foolin', uh, Hysteria, Animal, you name it. They're on the radio if you listen to the radio. this The band that I'm talking about is Def Leppard. The album that I'm talking about is Pyromania. It's one of my personal favorite Def Leppard records. Um. All right, back to business. Um, the album cover features the band name Def Leppard, which is up here on the top, I think, right. And you can see it's got a building on fire, crosshair, uh, crosshairs of something, maybe a sniper pick up or a camera. And you got the um, got the album name down here. 
And then on the back, you see um, matches that have been lit on fire, which is actually kind of cool that they covered it. Uh, what's up, Nami? How you doing? You getting your butt kicked in Apex? I'm just talking about vinyl records. I know it might be a little boring, and I'm sorry. And then on the back, you've got the picture of the band, and then the track listing, and then down here, you know, the credentials. Um, some well-known tracks on this one actually are Photograph, um, Foolin', Rock of Ages, and I've heard Billy's Got a Gun on the radio as well. So yeah, um, this was released in 1983. I'm going to tell you right now, there have been a lot of albums that have been released in 1983 that are absolutely fucking stellar. So that's, that's Def Leppard Pyromania. The story to this one is, is I, the first time that I heard this record, well, a song off of this record, which I didn't know at the time, was Photograph. But um, later down the road, my mom and my stepdad had separated, and I'm listening to, um, I think it was SoundCloud at the time. I don't think Pandora. I think Pandora was just kind of in its infancy. I know iHeartRadio was a thing. And I heard the song Stage Fright. Uh, now, okay, I'm going to say this right now. I'm not going to be playing any music on this episode, so if you want to, go look at the go look up some of these songs and you'll understand why some of these songs are my favorite. They're just really good, they're melodic, and there's not much else I can really say about them cuz I don't know my shit on music. I just like listening to it. Um, and then uh, like I said, Foolin', Rock of Ages, Billy's Got a Gun, but my personal favorite is coming under fire. It's one of one of my favorite Def Leppard deep tracks. I'm currently trying to get all the um, um, the better Def Leppard records. And my friend Josh, I know he'll listen. Yes, I'll eventually get Hysteria on vinyl. Don't worry. I know where to. I know where to get some. I'll just ask you. So I'm gonna pull out the record here. Here is the um, factory plastic that they used to put vinyl records in and um, here's something cool somebody put a uh, 19, 1978 Hallmark sticker on it so that's kinda cool and then I wanna see if you guys are gonna be able to see this um, as you can tell uh, on the vinyl sticker you see, you know, the buildings that I think that's the building that's on fire in the record. I'd really like to know where this picture was taken. So I know for sure what um So I know for sure the location. Uh, I'll I'll do a little more research. I'm just trying to really show you guys some of these records and not bore you as much. All right. So the next two, oh Oh, the next two. All right, I'll show the first one. I kind of already did on Twitch. This band is my favorite band of all time. All time. I've got, I think I've got three, but this is 1A. I'm talking about Kiss. Now the album that I'm showing right now on Twitch is the Lick It Up album, released in 1983. See, I told you, another album released in 1983. This one I bought as well as the um, Aerosmith record. I know that for a fact because I remember um, getting home, uh, getting to my uncle's house and taking a picture of them and posting it on Facebook. I have to go find that picture. Um, this album, this will be a little bit of the band's history, not my own personal story, but when the band, when this album came out, this was the first time that Kiss took off the makeup. So it was kind of a big deal. The album really didn't sell well because Kiss was kind of down on their luck. Um, um, Sale-wise, but as time went on, this album would be more appreciated as as the uh, time would go. Um, I know a little bit more about this band and the band members at the time. 
this is Paul Stanley. He's the lead singer. That's Gene Simmons, which you guys should know because of the fucking tongue if you're watching on Twitch. Um, and that is Eric Carr. He has since passed away due to cancer. I think he passed away the same day as Freddie Mercury. And then that is Vinnie Vincent, who, is, who um, I think in 2018 came out of hiding um, for whatever reason, but has, you know, really, really gotten a bad reputation as of late. And it has been justified in my, in my aspect. Um, I personally know somebody that had some dealings with him and he kind of fucked him over. Uh, on an appearance and it was it was a nasty ordeal. I'm not going to get into it um, If you want to go listen to the decibel geek podcast and they go they'll talk about it but I want to show you this record as you guys can tell I've got this uh, the, oh, I got the lyric sheet in this um, record plastic because when I bought the record I didn't have anywhere to put the record so the record was all just on the inside of this cardboard and I didn't want it to get scratched up because this is one of my purse this is one of my favorite um, 80s kiss records but it, again it wasn't in it wasn't my introduction into this band but there's the lyric sheet you can see the vinyl I'm not going to show the vinyl because all it is is the uh, label that they were on mercury and the vinyl sticker and then uh, I'll show you the back of the record it's just got the track listing. One of my personal favorites is right here. A million to one. Okay. If you are currently listening to the sound of my voice, whether you're on Twitch right now or you're listening to this in podcast audio form, I want you to go and listen to the song A Million to One by Kiss off the Lick It Up record. You're going to fall in love with that song. I'm telling you. I'm telling you, go look up that song. Why it wasn't a single at the time is beyond me. But that's one song that should have been a single. Some hits off of this one. Um, of course, the, um, the album title, Lick It Up. Everybody knows that song. Lick it up. Lick it up. Um, All Hell's Breaking Loose, and then again, my favorite is A Million to One. Uh, I've never had a record myself, but my friend did, and I liked all of hers. I do have a record player. I'm telling you, now is the time to um, get into record collecting before shit hits the, I mean, shit hits the fan, but unfortunately... Since you don't have any records, this is what's going to happen. You just made the list. You know what that means? is You just made the list. You just made the list. I'm just playing. Record, records nowadays, some records nowadays kind of have been getting a little expensive. Um... It depends on what you're looking for. If you're looking for something super rare, uh, you're looking to spend at least seventy to eighty dollars. Uh, if it's really super super rare, you're probably going to be putting in a hundred dollars at least, because with the suit, what happens with these rare records is if they've only made say ten thousand records, and then the record, the record company was like, okay, these records aren't selling, no more, no more are going to be pressed. Um, uh, no, no more records are going to be pressed and put in print. So, um, yeah. So, like for example, I think, um, and I, and I apologize for anybody that's on the podcast can hear the background noise of like trucks and then people with their stereos that have the super bass. Um, in the background, I do live by a main road and I don't have like a screen on my microphone just yet. Well, it's actually Hash Brown's, uh, my fiance's microphone. 
But enough of me rambling. Let's talk about my favorite 80s Kiss record. Well, my introduction. My favorite 80s Kiss record is Asylum, which I don't think is in this stack. Uh, I've, got, I've got quite a few to go, actually. So, we're talking about Kiss. Crazy Nights. One of the most polarizing, besides Asylum, one of the most polarizing albums in the Kiss catalog. Because this is kind of where a lot of people kind of make fun of them. And this is why. Paul Stanley and the Blue Thong. Now again, uh, the members of the band, you already know, Paul Stanley, there's Gene Simmons, their guitarist who joined um, during the Animalized tour after Mark St. John could not play due to uh, a medical condition. I think it was arthritis in his hand, playing hand. Uh, that's Bruce Kulick, and then again, there's the late, great Eric Carr. Now, Here's the story to this record. Um, I live in Ohio, for those of you that need to know. And we have a local radio station in Dayton, Ohio called WTUE. Now every Saturday night around 11.50-ish, uh, they play a block of Kiss, and it's called Kiss Goodnight. So from 11.50 to midnight, they play Kiss songs. Or I think they... I think they do that now, um, but they didn't used to. I think they used to play like 30 minutes of Kiss songs. And one night, I'm sitting, and I'm, I'm playing with my Yu-Gi-Oh cards. I'm going to tell you guys right now, I was a lonely child in my childhood, and I would play Yu-Gi-Oh by myself because I didn't really have a whole lot of friends um, at the time. So I would sit upstairs, radio on, and uh, play with my Yu-Gi-Oh cards. Well... There was a specific song that came on by Kiss that I absolutely fell in love with. And it's the first song that you hear on this record called Crazy Crazy Nights. I absolutely fell in love with it. Um, oh man, there's so much that I can tell you guys about this band in general. Because they've been with me since I started really getting into hard rock and heavy metal they've been with me in the in the good times they've been with me in the bad times and just overall just a great band um this album was released in 1987 and it's got songs that you that um again you'll hear crazy crazy nights on the radio um I think I've heard Reason to Live on the radio, and that's honestly about it for um, radio songs. I highly recommend you guys go check this out. Um, the album cover, it looks like it looks like broken glass. Um, all the band members have a little section on um, little section for themselves here. I really like this one because this Kiss lo this Kiss logo is yellow. And you got Crazy Nights in blue. I'm moving away from the camera. Uh, again, you can see all the band members have their own little section of Fractured Glass. I honestly would have called this album Fractured, but that's just me. Or what, or whatever you would want to call it. But based off of this, you can't really tell it's a crazy, it's a crazy night. Or maybe, the, maybe they're implying that this is a crazy night because somebody has thrown something at the glass. Yeah. All right, moving on to the next record in the stack. Now, I hope I do not get banned off of Twitch for showing this, but this is the original album cover of this band, and it is Motley Crue, Shout at the Devil. Now, I'm going to open it up for the people on Twitch because this is what you'll see on the reissues, oh, sorry, it it's a gatefold, so I, I apologize. I'm trying to angle it to where everybody can see. Um, this is the album cover that you will see um, on all the reissues and CD copies. Sorry, you guys can't hear me very well if I have the record above my face, but here's the band. Um, let me angle this over here. 
You got Nikki Six, Vince Neal, Mick Mars, and Tommy Lee. They're in their full glam phase. Um, this album is hands down regarded as one of the best Motley Crue albums. The albums that followed this um, just don't hold up to the standard of Shout Out the Devil. Um, songs that you'll hear on the radio, of course you'll hear Shout Out the Devil. I think I've heard Looks That Kill, um, Too Young to Fall in Love, and Helter Skelter. Now on the back you'll see another picture of the band. You can kind of see the pentagram thanks to the uh, camera light that I have here. My personal favorite uh, on this album is 10 Seconds to Love and Bastard. Oh my god. When you, if you want to listen to all these rec all these albums from start to finish, I highly recommend you do this one. Because And then go listen to, I'll say, Theater of Pain and Girls, Girls, Girls. This is the heaviest record of the Motley Crue catalog. They were hungry, they were young, and they were ready to fucking go. Now, I was informed by my best friend Josh. I better put this back in here. Hold on. Oh, that's why I didn't do that. Okay. I was informed by my best friend Josh that this is the original gatefold. This is the original um, sleeve. I think I'm saying that right. Original sleeve, it's red. And then you got the lyric sheet on the back. I got really lucky when I found this record because while I was in line buying this record, um, a guy came up to me and he was like, man, I'm really glad you picked that up because if you didn't, I was gonna end up buying it. Now what the fuck? Oh, I see what I did here. Okay, hold on folks. I see what I did here. there. Put that right next to it. And you guys are about to see me struggle if you're live on Twitch. I'll, I'll fuck with that in a minute. Um, but man, the guy came up to me. He told me, he told me, man, I was about to pick up that record if you weren't going to buy it. And I said, man, I'm just starting out my record collection and I have yet to see a Motley Crue um, final record anywhere. So, of course, I'm going to buy it. Jesus Christ. All right, we got it in there. We got it in there. All right, moving on to one of my favorite ladies in music. And it's not Lizzie Hale, because I don't have any Hailstorm on vinyl yet. Let me, uh, let me get a drink here of my Pepsi Mango. Oh, that's so fucking good. And this is my favorite record by this woman. It is Pat Benatar. Why is it? Oh my God. Hold on. I got to make sure that that played. Okay. This album, this lady right here, if you don't know who this is, That's right, a little bit of the bubbly, and nobody is going to be able to hear that sound on the podcast. You have to hear, hold on, actually, let me, that's why, that's why, hold on. All right, so if you don't know who this lady is, this is Pat Benatar. You hear her stuff on the radio all the time. And I mean all the time. Um, this is my favorite record by hers from start to finish. It's got it's got punch after punch. And this record in specific, I think this is Crimes of Passion. Yes, this is Crimes of Passion. Released in 1980. This has Pat Benatar's most famous song. Hit me with your best shot. But that's not my favorite off of this one. My favorite song off of this record is Hell is for Children. That's right. Hell is for Children. Now, if you see the album cover, it is Pat Benatar in a tank top. And you go and flip the record over. 
you've got uh, Miss Benatar right here, and then the rest of the members of the band. Now, I don't know a whole lot about Pat Benatar and the, and the band, but I know that her husband uh, played in this band. So, there you go. Pat Benatar, Crimes of Passion. Um, again, this is a prime example of the um, factory, factory protectant from Chrysalis Records. So moving on, uh, so the back, the again, the story to this is, I just like Pat Benatar. I'm not gonna lie. You can hate, you can love me, you can hate me, you can do whatever, but I love absolutely love Pat Benatar. So. So there's that. I, I just love Pat Benatar. Her music is really good. Um, I highly I highly recommend you check out uh, Hell is for Children uh, off of Crimes of Passion. All right, moving on. Now this one, this one's got some sentimental value. And I'm going to tell you guys right now, every time that I go record shopping, I spend over $200. And this is how I feel every time. Exactly. I am never going to financially recover from this at all. And and here's the thing. Here's the thing, guys. I don't sp I don't go out and buy just one record. I buy multiple. I buy stacks of records. Stacks of records. So, and when you're buying like ten dollar records, uh, and then you add a twenty five dollar record, it's gonna your price that you're gonna leave with, it's gonna go up. It will go up, and by the time you're done in a record store, and the guy's like, "Oh, it's uh, two hundred and ten dollars," and you're like, "What the fuck? I only bought like ten records." He's like. Yeah, you got a 25 here, you got a couple of 10s, you got a 30, you got a little bit of a 41 over here. It gets expensive. And this one, this record, holds sentimental value because my uncle gave it to me. This is a first pressing of Pink Floyd's The Wall. Now, I haven't personally listened to this record all the way through, but everybody knows the songs that get played on this record. Another Brick in the Wall is one of the most played songs off of this record. I think it's got four records total in it. I think it's got only it's only got two, but two sides each. So I've got everything on it. We've got we've got the lyric sheets. For both sides here. Um, now the story with how I came to get this one is I've started I started my record collection and my uncle was like, Alright, cool. I got something for you. So I think one day for my birthday, he was like, Here. Here's here's Pink Floyd's The Wall. First first edition. You can have it. Because it's gonna start collecting dust and it might get ruined at my house. So I'm like, alright, cool. I am going to take this with stride. Um, this one does not have a hold on, release date on the cover. Actually, yes, it does. No, nope. yeah, 1979 was when this was released. Um, it was one of it's one of their most well-known records besides "Dark Side of the Moon," which is the one that's got the uh, pyramid and it's got light reflecting off the pyramid into a rainbow. So there's Pink Floyd's The Wall. I gotta really listen to this one. But I wanted to choose that one because it had uh, it had kind of a story to it. <laughs> okay. Now the next one. We're getting into the we're getting toward the end here. Um we're getting toward the end here. I just saw some records that I didn't really choose. This one is on the greatest records of all time 
from start to finish. This one is at the top of my list. This is Queensryche Operation Mindcrime. Hands down, one of the best albums they have ever put out. And I mean it. From start to finish, from the first song of I Remember Now, which is just the character Nikki saying, I remember now. You just made the list! Exactly, I just made the list. This just made the list. Let me tell you right now. This album. So, Operation Mindcrime. I first heard this story when I bought it. I This story, this record, when I bought it digitally. And I had never heard it before, but I'm a huge fan of Queensryche. And when I heard this from start to finish, I was like, holy fucking shit. I have to get this on CD. I didn't get to... I, I found it finally on CD for merely one dollar. One dollar. But one day, I'm sitting at my job that I work at right now. Uh, I work for A.M. Leonard, if anybody really gives a shit. And I'm sitting, and I'm exhausted. It's been a busy fucking day. And I get a text. Yo, what are you doing right now? Can you talk? And I said, I'm on break. What's going on? And he's like, dude, you're not going to believe what I found at Heber Music. Are you able to buy it? So I texted my fiance, said, Josh found something. He, he doesn't want to tell me what it is until I say that I can buy it. Can I buy it? And he said, sure. She said, sure. He's like, I found on vinyl Operation Mindcrime. And my jaw hit the goddamn floor. For real, hit the goddamn floor. I couldn't believe it. I could not believe it. This was one. This is one of their most popular records. It's one of their best records, and it is so fucking hard to find that after I got this, I haven't seen it since. I have not seen it since. Um, as you can tell, you can see um, right here. This is uh, Sister Mary. She's a character in the story. I'm moving away from the camera. She's a character in the story. You can see, um, you know, just kind of workers. They're in a riot. Here is Dr. X, the man with the cure. You see that. You see the background as well. Um, let's see what we got in here. Oh, fuck yeah. Okay, so we've got the original. we got the original sleeve, which has got the lyric sheet on it. I know, that's a lot to read. Not my personal favorite lyric sheet at all. Then you got a picture of every member of the band. There's the man with the, vo with the voice of Queen, uh, Queensryche, which is uh, Mr. Jeff Tate. Um, I don't know everybody. I don't know everybody in this band, but I know that that guy right there that looks a little upset is Chris DeGarmo, and one of these guys is uh, Scott Rockenfeld. Michael Wilton, and then Eddie Jackson. Again, this is one of my favorite records of all time. We're getting into another... Oh, when was this, when was this released, Aaron? Well, let me tell you. As soon as I put this back into the record, this... Back into the um, cardboard here. I'm putting it in the wrong way. But yeah, man, when my friend Josh showed, told me that he was that he was able to get me a copy of this, I flipped out. So this was released in 1988. Uh, one of the most popular songs on it is I Don't Believe in Love, um, Eyes of a Stranger. But my personal favorite is Sweet Sister Mary. And it's just because at, I think, the six-minute mark, Scott Rockenfeld beats the hell out of these drums and it's just so perfect. This, this, okay, so this album, and I think uh, Pink Floyd's The Wall, they're concept albums. And basically what that means is the album tells a story as the songs go on. 
And this basically tells the story of a young man, Nikki, who is, I think, ends up getting addicted to some form of drug um, called, uh, I think it's called Anarchy X. And he finally, he starts, you know, um, what is it? It's it's kind of like um, Nikki's in a little bit of a conspiracy, and he is the Manchurian candidate. That's the word. He's the Manchurian candidate for the man for this man right here, Doctor X, to go kill some religious and political figures. Nikki ends up getting caught. Uh, ends up killing Sister Mary uh, because Doctor X thinks that she's um, a liability. She can't be. She can't be trusted. So yeah, there's that. Buddy, these have been unopened. Oh, wait, no, these have been opened. Sorry, I'm getting my kids some, uh, I call some chicken ronies, but some pepperonis. Here. Okay, so, there's Operation Mind Crime. One of my favorite records of all time. Now, I'm about to show you a three stack. Really. A three stack here. This is, and of course you're not going to be, you'll, okay, you'll be able to see it. Um, there we go, I fixed it. The Rat EP. Rat out of the cellar. And invasion of your privacy. From start to finish, these three records, hands down, are, oh my god, from start to finish, they're non-skippable non-skippable now in later years of rap you'll have that problem where you're going to get into the the into albums where they just they just don't sound as raw and as hungry as these three albums are this is the debut ep uh, my friend josh actually told me that these are the legs of tani kate if you don't know who that is go look it up um So you got you got her legs, and then you got the you got the mice. These are mice. These are rats. I don't think these are rats. Then you got a picture of the band. You got Stephen Piercy. You got Bobby Blotzer. Uh, and then I'll pull out because um, out of the cellar is a little better at showing you the names. Um, that is. Robin Crosby, I do believe he has passed. There's Stephen Piercy. I need to turn that off. There's Stephen Piercy. Uh, Warren D. Martini. Juan Cruchere, and then Bobby Blotzer. Now the story with these, I saw this record at the store Game Cycle, but I didn't have the money to buy it at the time. And I thought it was going to be there. I'm going to tell you guys, here's a little PSA for anybody that wants to get into record hunting. If you see a record that you feel like you're not going to, you have in a gut feeling, you're not going to see again, pick it up. Because nine times out of ten, you're not going to see it the next time you go. So, I put on Facebook and in a group that I'm in, I said, man, I missed an opportunity to get the Rad EP. I'm kind of, I'm, I'm kind of pissed. Guy messages me and says, hey, man, I got I got the Rat EP if you want to buy it off of me. Bought it off of him. There it is. Now, my friend Josh has been notorious for giving me records. This is one of the records that he gave me. Um, because one of my uh, CDs for Rat, which is out of the cellar, I don't know where it went. I have no idea where it went. I don't know if somebody had ripped it off or what. Or I just can't find it, or it's somewhere, somewhere in a um, in the van. I don't know. But he's like, "Man, here I have two copies. Here's one for you." And I was like, "Oh, cool." So fast forward like almost a month later, I get to go to um, a local bookstore that also sells vinyl records, and they have the new arrivals section. As you can tell, this isn't in the best quality. I'm currently looking for another copy of uh, in Invasion of Your Privacy. And um, da, 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 da. 
I got this for, what is it, $3 based on the condition. Usually you'll have to find this and pay maybe $25 for it. So, yeah, there's the story of my rat collection. I, I'm looking to get all their uh, 80, other 80s albums on vinyl. But this band is so pop. This band is such a popular 80s band, it's hard to find some of this stuff. All right, moving on. We've got... Oh, shit. Okay, let's talk about... Let's talk about this. So, we were talking about KISS earlier, and I forgot that I had put this in my stack, but this is my favorite 80s KISS album, Asylum. As you can tell, there's uh, Paul, Gene, Bruce, who, uh, his first appearance on an album cover, and then Eric Carr. This album, as you can tell, is one of the most polarizing KISS albums because of that. They went full glam, they went with what was hip, and, and yeah. That's, that's honestly all I can say about it. Uh, released in 1985, and glam metal was really starting to take hold. Um, Alright, so... Just give me one second, folks. I'm kind of I'm dwindling out the... Uh, dwindling out the stack here. Because as I'm looking at it, there is bare, there, there's some stories with it, but not really. Alright. So we're winding down the stack here, and this next record is one of my favorite records by this band, and it's because there's a song called Red Sector A. This is Rush Grace Under Pressure. You're not going to be able to see it very well thanks to the glare. Um, released in 1984, there is heavy synthesizer on this record, and I absolutely love it. Um, as you guys can see, here's the picture of the band. It's a three three man group. There's Getty Lee, Neil Parrott, rest in peace, and then Alex Lifeson. There is so much that I can say about this band Rush, but you have to go listen to these albums for yourself. I highly recommend Grace Under Pressure. Um, the story behind this album is while I was at my friend's jo my friend Josh's house. Um, he played me a song by Rush because I was trying to get into Rush. And he played B Red Sector A. And I immediately fell in love with it based on the story that he told me of what the song was about. And it's about Gaby Lee's parents um, trying to escape a Nazi death camp in World War II. So there's that. I think it was his mother, if I remember correctly. All right. So these next few records. This one. That's right. We're talking about Van Halen. Van Halen 1. Van Halen 2. Women and Children First. Fair Warning. Diver Down. In 1984, the David Lee Roth era of Van Halen, one of the best eras of a band known to man. I mean, they were kicking ass. They were kicking ass. And let me tell you, right now, thanks uh, since the passing of Eddie Van Halen, you're probably going to be looking at least 40, 50 bucks. And if somebody wants to be a dick and make you never going to financially recover from this. That's right. You're never going to financially recover from this because thanks to Eddie Van Halen's passing, the, these records have gone up in price because there are people out there that are like, well, Eddie Van, since Eddie passed, man, everybody's going to want to be buying vinyl, and that's exactly what they did when that man passed. And let me go on a little rant here. Everybody's bitching about Cardi B and Megan Thee Stallion playing WAP at the, I think it was at the Grammys. What I'm mad about is that a man that has influenced countless number of guitarists gets a 15 second, um, oh man, sorry you passed, rest in peace. Are you fucking kidding me? That's fucked up. That's fucked up. But 
I specifically wanted to tell you guys about this one, mainly because of the corner that's missing. Hash Brown and I got a puppy uh, one a while ago. And I'm trying to find this puppy, and I hear it gnawing on something. I look underneath the bed, and it's chewing on my record. Come on my on this record. And I was like, what the fuck are you doing? That dog fucking got out from underneath that bed so fast. She knew she did wrong. And this isn't the only record that she chewed a piece, a piece out of. But I wanted to tell a story about this one. This one's also got a story. This is by far my favorite Van Halen record. It's my go-to, Van Halen 2. And it's because of the song, Light Up the Sky, Dance the Night Away. I can name every song on this record, and it's just that damn good. As a matter of fact, I'm probably gonna play it on my record player while I'm making some food. Man, rest in peace to Eddie Van Halen. I already did a tribute episode to him, but man, that man did more for music in in the 80s. You just listen to any guitarist in the 80s. Uh, George Lynch comes to mind, and he went to the school of et guitar playing feature to Eddie. Uh, hey, thanks for the bits. I appreciate it. I appreciate the bits. Aziz. Z11, she just gave me 20 bits. I appreciate it. You didn't have to do that. I am having a good day just recording a live podcast. And you are now a part of the podcast as that sound just went off. So thank you. Um, but man, rest in peace to Eddie. You listened to like um, George Lynch. And he went to the school of guitar playing from Eddie Van Halen. Um, what else here? But... This album right here, Fair Warning, does not get enough recognition in the catalog like it should. It is mean. It is, I think my uh, my friend Ralph Vieira said, it's the angry guitar Eddie Van Halen. Because I think around this time, some of the band members, I think David Lee Roth was kind of getting a little, little two-party-esque for, uh, for Eddie, which is why... This would be before um, a different kind of truth would be the last Van Halen album featuring David Lee Roth. Uh, again, controversial cover: a baby smoking a cigarette, and then you got to flip it like this, and then you get the members of the band. There's the man with the plan, David Lee Roth. You got Eddie Van Halen, Michael Anthony, and then Alex Van Halen. Man, I, I'm telling you, what I could have done if fast travel not fast travel what the fuck if time travel was a thing i would go back to see um van halen on the women and children first or van halen 2 tour that is one band that i wish i would have seen the original lineup with and unfortunately the original lineup will not be able to get back together at any any point in time but last but not least I have a special story with the last record of the collection. I can sit here and talk about Eddie Van Halen all day and not shed a tear. But when I talk about this next artist, I shed a tear. And the next guy that I'm about to talk about is my influence, my guy. I say, look, I'm getting, I'm getting fucking chills just fucking talking about it. My guy, the guy that got me into singing, the guy that told me that I'm learning to fly, but I ain't got wings. But coming down is the hardest thing. The man. And I'm talking about is Mr. Tom Petty. Tom Petty was such an influence to me growing up. Um, man, I remember I remember asking my stepdad, you know, hey, what do you think about um, um, 
Tom Petty, and he's like, eh, too nasally, I don't like him. I'm like, okay, that's cool. What's going on, Jante? How you doing, bud? Hold on, hold on, I gotta play something for you. Hey, Jante, John, hey, guess what? You just made the list! You just made the list. Um... So this this album here, Tom Petty and the Heartbreakers, Hard Promises. It's the only Tom Petty record that I have in my collection right now. Um, I've got I've got more on CD, which oh, don't even get me into my CD collection. We'll be here all fucking day. Uh, this song this this album has songs like The Waiting, Night Watchmen, King's Road. Ugh. As you can tell, there there's uh, Tom Petty here, and then you got members of the band back here. But man, this isn't my favorite record by Tom Tom Petty. Um, Into the Great, I think it's called Into the Great Unknown. Let me let me go look it up for. Let me go look it up. Um, but how you doing, Jante? I hope your day is going very well. I think it's called Into the Great Wide Open. I'm not, I'm not entirely sure. Hold on. Yeah, it's called Into the Great Wide Open. That's my that's my favorite uh, album by him. It's got my favorite song, Learning to Fly, on it. Uh, I'm, I'm trying to look for that one on vinyl. I think it's going to be a little tough to find. But, man, Tom Petty... I don't know what else I can say about that man. He is, I'll, I'll tell you right now, he is due a tribute episode on the Bakery Podcast, hands down. Hands down. Um, I can remember when I found out that he passed. I was at work, and I get on Facebook, and, and Facebook is just, I scroll, and I'm scrolling, and I see somebody, I can't remember who, but they said Tom Petty passed, and I just kind of, I sat back and was like, "Fuck!" I put on I put on my uh, greatest hits CD. That was the only thing I listened to that night. Only thing I listened to. It was that was a rough day. That was a rough day for me. I'm not gonna lie. But that is the last record in the stack, ladies and gentlemen. I've been doing this for over an hour. Um, I want to thank you guys for listening. I'm going to hop off of Twitch here. And I'm going to go make some nachos. I'm going to go brown some hamburger, make some nachos. I know some people in my house are probably hungry. But I will be back live at some point today. I don't want to give you guys a time frame and not really stick to it. I'll be live at some point today. Might be playing some more Far Cry 5. But getting addicted to that game. But thank you guys for listening. Thank you guys for showing up. Um, showing up when you guys did. I appreciate it. And I will see you in the next stream.